Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tomorrow Will Be Great. I am Elise. And I'm Julia. And today we are socially distancingly podcasting. So I'm at my apartment in Old City and Julia is at her abode in West Philly, which basically means we're on other sides of the city, which is what we've been doing for the past month or so since the stay-at-home orders were issued by Governor Wolf. We were just looking over at our calendar and trying to remember the timing of things. And our last day working together at the shop was on March 13th. We kind of both quickly gathered up a lot of stuff from the shop and we both separately brought our work home with us. For me, that was bringing a lot of inventory home to photograph. Making Jesse, her husband, turn into the new shop photographer. Yes, exactly. (laughs) For anyone who might not know, which is most people, he is a scientist. Yes, not a photographer. photographer. He's been doing a great job and we really, really appreciate his help. I know. And so it's like, I think we're all finding ourselves in roles right now that we aren't usually used to. Things might take like two to three times more longer than they usually do to do because it's like everyone's figuring out different ways of operating. Yeah. And like, what's the new normal and what our expectations should be of everything at this point, because things are all pretty up in the air. And no one's really sure what's going to happen. So we're all just trying to adjust and keep on trucking. Yeah. And at first we were wondering how we were going to keep doing this, but it seems like it's pretty easy actually to use this call-in feature. On yeah, for the podcast. So we're taking this, you know, one step at a time and we'll see how it goes, but so far the audio quality doesn't seem too bad. So we're sorry we don't have a nice mic for you. Today. Yeah. This, I'm yeah. my computer, Elise is talking through her headphones. So if you hear beeping and bopping that's just the water main break finally being fixed after four months of being broken i know i'm not sure if we've talked about i don't know if we've talked about that that's not exactly related to what's happening with the world but it's related to our neighborhood so for the past i think it's in january right or maybe december it was right around new year's or christmas yeah um the main intersection before our street which is a one-way street heading north the water main broke there. And so for the past four months, the water main that was installed in the 1800s, I would like to say, (laughs) because when we say old city, we literally mean old city, (laughs) like original piping. So let's give it a high five for lasting. Yeah. It was like around for 200 years. I think they said it was like from like 18, what was it? 1818 or something, something like that. It's really old, and so it's very impressive it stayed, but it basically turned into a massive mess in Old City, and so they it kept being worse than they expected as they got down there doing work, and so I live on the other side of the intersection, and they've just had generators and construction vehicles and all these things because they keep having to cut power and water and electricity so that they can do this work. Um, and they keep cutting it so that they can safely do the work, but also give everyone, you know, the necessary amenities for living here. So it's just been a huge mess. And finally, we just got the email this morning that after four months of construction, they're finally done and they're opening the road tomorrow, which is very exciting. Yeah, no, it just, it's, it's very interesting because it's to think of the impact on old city, which is typically like a walk around and shop neighborhood. It's just had a pretty catastrophic impact on the local businesses and foot traffic in general. I think we've noticed um, a downturn in foot traffic because it doesn't seem friendly. It doesn't seem like you should be around it. 
because it's been this massive hole with these giant concrete barriers trying to keep people from not going anywhere close to the giant hole in the ground because no one should fall in it. And so it's just been this huge impact on the neighborhood. And then, of course, the COVID-19 thing happened. And it's just been a whole host of nightmares for Old City from a, um, I guess, retail perspective. Yeah. And also, we've been getting Old City District, which is kind of a nonprofit. Well, no, I don't know. Are they technically a nonprofit? I, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. I think it's affiliated with the city still, but they're sending out weekly email updates and we get one like even every other day now. We get them so much. <laughs> and it's mainly about funding now that you can apply for, for COVID-19. And with everyone probably reading the news, you know that that funding has dried up for the most part. A lot of people's applications weren't even processed. And there were some things from Philly for the city specifically you could apply for and those also said oh and also if you've been affected by the water main break on third street you can also mention that and it made me wonder if people had already been applying for a loan or aid throughout this and aware of that as an option i guess because some of the shops and stuff on our in our neighborhood don't have a web presence at all or they have a very small web presence and so we're quite fortunate in all regards that a lot of our business is done online and we reach a lot of customers over the internet. So I don't think it was as catastrophic for us, like the water main break, as for other businesses who mostly rely on walk-in purchases, but it still definitely did affect our in-store sales. We basically only saw people who were coming to come to the store coming in. We didn't really have many like walk-ins off the streets being like, oh my God, I've never seen this place before. How long have you been open? Which is my favorite question. So it's like, oh, we've been here for three years. Um, I know, and I always love their reaction when you call them three years. They're shocked. Yeah. They're like, no way. What? And they're like, how did I not notice? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I will say we don't have very great signage outside. So maybe that's something to work on in the future. But after all of this, because I mean, I think that's another point. I think we're skipping around. I have a bit of an outline. Yeah, but about how outline and we're bopping all over the outline. I know. But how like a lot of businesses, us too, have to put plans on hold that we were going to do. I mean, obviously, like there's issues with human interactions, obviously are on hold, but just bigger grand plans for the far out future that we had now are much farther out in the future than they were two months ago for us. And it's kind of sad, <laughs> I'll I say. Some things we had been thinking about was kind of redoing a build out inside of the store and moving things around a lot. We didn't have an exact contractor lined up for that, but there were just like different projects like that that we were mm-hmm. kind of in the process yeah. of thinking about. And I don't know, things you do to get ready for spring, you change our, your planters out front. Oh my God, they're so dead. (laughs) They've been dead for months. They're these sad little boxwoods. It's better to have dead plants in your planters, I've found out, than have plants added. People love putting trash in planters, as any store owner who has a planter probably can attest to. Like, we just have, like, cigarette butts and beer bottles and stuff in our planters. And sometimes they still make their way into there, even with our dead boxwoods. Yeah, it's just, like, a lot of, you know, the spring cleaning element. Um, which normally I personally don't really subscribe to, but I think at the store, because we're getting in so much new merchandise, we basically just move the entire store around. We sort all the back stock. We re-merchandise the entire store. When we were in Paris, we got all these fun wall hooks that we were going to install. But now it's like we came and be in the same room. And it's obviously not safe for just like one of us to start 
rearranging and moving and drilling and stuff because you need two people yeah. generally and we've so, been doing just like i guess we'll back up a second so how we've been running things right now in case anyone's curious is oh, yeah. essentially what's happening is elise due to her proximity of where she lives which is literally so close two minute walk maybe one minute yeah. walk from the store i know she it's made sense for logistical reasons she's going in twice a week to mm-hmm. and pack orders and then the UPS driver comes and picks them up directly at the store and we're doing that just twice a week to limit I don't know her exposure yeah uh, outside um and so she's in the store by herself taking mm-hmm. precautions washing her hands a lot packing orders. so much and she's also been receiving some of our shipments there some of them I've been receiving in my house and I have also been going in but I don't go in when Elise is there and I'll mm-hmm. go in and I'll pick up stuff that might have arrived or drop off things and photograph it's a lot of driving back and forth a car that doesn't have an easy way to put a lot of stuff in it no <laughs> a two-door car and a very limited space and like no trunk and literally no trunk. so it's been a lot of popping stuff around back and forth um, so mm-hmm. if I have the only something here at home and then it sells I have to run back just to bring the one thing back it so I can make it work as much as possible and then we've been doing like all the administrative and customer service emails that we can from our um, homes yeah and, like updating and stuff and it's amazing how much work we've had to do um, I know. I'd say the first four weeks we were actually really busy and a lot of that had to do with figuring out what we were going to do for our fall orders because usually when you get home right away from market you're writing all your orders for the next season and there's the short time window you need to figure it in because a lot goes into production. Brands need to order fabric and maybe do more sampling and then finally run the production. And that can all take a while. So like a lot of people, we were assessing what to order and how much to order under these circumstances. Mm-hmm. So we were doing that for the first few weeks. And we're, we're still kind of like wrapping that up in a way. Because it seems, because a lot of our distributors distributors designers um are in europe and so they're also on very 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 strict lockdown so it's like they can't even start anything yet and so we've just been having dialogues with a lot of them about orders and plans and timelines because even if things get up and running they've everyone's basically lost a month or two on this and so what does that mean for production and how will how will that impact when we get things will it actually be better because maybe people don't want winter coats in august which is something we've found to be a bit of a struggle to sell at the time so it I don't know. I feel like in the end, it might actually end up shifting the whole retail schedule a little bit for the better. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it will eliminate, I was just reading something that said that resort for a lot of people is just being canceled entirely at this point. Yeah. And I mean, time-wise, that's what has to do if you're trying to stick to that schedule. But I mean, I'm kind of hoping what we get from all of this is the idea of more seasonless dressing and that mm-hmm. we don't need to order to this really strict calendar and that we can kind of just get a flow of, I don't want to call them basics, but kind of year round multi-use pieces that mm-hmm. are so I only have two or three months to sell this in. And then the season changes a lot. So it's been hugely impactful on the, fa- I mean, every on everything, obviously, but we're specifically talking about the fashion industry and it's just been massive because um 
it started right around the time when our, all our orders were supposed to be shipping for spring summer. So I think that we got slammed especially hard with orders all at the same time when normally they kind of, I'd say trickle in a bit more over March, like February, March and April. Yeah. I think um, a lot more comes in February and this year. I'm sure there were a lot of different factors, but for us, I, I mean, you know, I'm not sure. We had th- a lot more shipping late than usually do, but yeah. that was before COVID started in mm-hmm. these countries. So I don't know if they were replying on materials from other places like in China, maybe where mm-hmm. everything already gone into lockdown, but I'm, I'm just, you know what, honestly, I don't know. Um, yeah. Affected everything. So our orders were already a little later than usual. And then, as soon as we got back, we kind of had this one week period where everything came with everything. And at least, do you remember off the top of the head how many units we had ordered for the season? For this season, we had about like a thousand individual units coming in, which I'm is not sure. Bad ever. I'm not sure exactly how many did end up coming in. I mean, also, like, we have to think it's also socks and barrettes and shoes. So it's not necessarily like a thousand dresses. And some of the things are going to be coming later in the season, but it's just a massive amount. And I don't think we've ever had this many items, new items come in at the same time. And so it's a really weird time because then we had to get everything up online. And then Jesse, who's Julia's husband again, still has a full-time job. And so he had to help shoot clothes between doing his full-time job (laughs) and like being a person. And so it was just this very... I, I don't know. I don't think it ended up being bad, but things kind of like drifted online, which I think maybe gave more of the perception that things were coming in at a normal pace versus what we know where they all just showed up at once. I know because I realized I only really finished putting things up about five days ago that we had gotten. Yeah. March. And usually we would do shoot all of that within, I don't know, two days with yeah. our lovely friend and model, Christy. Yes, who also lives down the street. (laughs) So just a lot would have happened quicker. And in turn, that affects our ability to recoup cash flow, having paid or about to pay for those orders. So these kind of normal payment terms that exist and that a lot of people try to abide by became harder for us and probably for other people too to stick to because no one had a way to sell things. And even if you did have a way to sell them online, your way you usually get them online was interrupted. So you had to mm-hmm. find new way and to do yeah. it. It's just like really bad timing because it was a lot of money going out from stores and then not as many people buying the items which again we totally understand totally makes sense a lot of people lost their jobs or had hours cut or just aren't comfortable spending money on things that aren't an essential at this point and so we're not saying that's a bad thing it's just a statement of fact that a lot of stores put out a lot of money and now a lot of stores aren't getting the money that they expected back in when they placed these orders i don't know seven to eight months ago so that's another another thing that's a problem with a lot of small businesses is that margins aren't that big and so if you had to put your inventory on sale to try and get it to move you're not going to do so well this season and that will totally impact the rest of the year for sure and possibly even farther out and i think early on Jesse was trying to help me make a projection and we're still working on that. It's like, I mean, the best data you can base anything off of comparable to right now is kind of Great Depression era data because yeah. that's the closest thing. But obviously that data isn't as precise as you might have today. So I feel like for the first three weeks, no one really knew what was happening or going to happen. So there was 
a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry from I'm sure all kinds of business in the restaurant industry who are being hit really hard. You just don't know what's going to happen. And also like the thing is like trying to look at like the depression and stuff. It's like the world is totally different now and like industry is totally different. So it's hard to understand how like e-commerce will be affected because e-commerce wasn't even an idea back then. No, they would have no idea what you were talking about. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know, it's just very interesting. And the internet's reaction to all of this is very interesting. And it might just be because I'm in a bubble of small businesses on the internet where most of the people I follow are small, I guess, as we say, micro businesses like us, where it is literally just a handful of people working any one given place. A lot of them have been trying to explain to people about just what's happening and how I think we just had mentioned this earlier, but the small business loans seem to be have been semi mishandled or there are loopholes that people um, exploited so that big companies somehow got the money for small companies that I think small businesses had expected was for them and not for these giant companies. So a lot of people have been talking about that a lot. I heard on a podcast this morning that they're trying to approve a new round of funding, but then tighten up the guidelines for the funding so that more of like the mom and pop type shops, which I guess we would fit under technically get the funding and not like the giant multi-million dollar valued restaurants. I mean, I can understand why there needs to be a place for funding for bigger companies because they have so many employees that are being affected. It's just, I don't know. We don't want to delve too much, I guess, into the politics of things. And it's also confusing and everyone's just like pointing fingers. And there's so many reasons why things happen and... I mean, it's not does not spark joy in my life, so I don't really want to like spend all my time listening to podcasts about it. Yeah, no, and I also I was having a lot of torn feelings about applying for a loan because I feel like I had worked really hard to have us grow the past couple of years, and we don't rely on any credit loans from banks or anything like that, mm-hmm. and. The last thing I would want to do right now is go in further debt. So I think what Elise and I, and we all just kind of were like, okay, we're just going to like dip our toe in the water one little bit at a time. Like, let's see how this day goes. Let's see how this day goes. And I think for us, there was like an initial lull the first week and a half, maybe. Which was really scary. (laughs) Yeah. While everyone was like processing all of this information, which of course is so overwhelming and but then we've like kind of been finding that it's it's picking up a little more than I would mm-hmm. have expected. Um, yeah, I mean it's still less than we would have hoped for, but yeah. it's definitely people are still buying things, which we are so grateful for. Um, especially because these things are so beautiful, <laughs> and I think Julia, you posted on Instagram about this, how it's like really sad that people aren't really going to see these things in person. Like I know. In our store. Elise and I were both such textile nerds, but like, yeah, it's so important. I mean, a picture is great and everything, but like touching it or seeing this and like the construction, things, yeah. Um, it's just kind of like sad, and obviously, we totally understand why that is. And I think it's really important that everyone stays home and is safe. I'm just kind of wondering how this will play out in terms of the schedule of by the time we open again, will there be an expectation? Like, let's say this is June or July. Like, usually, like, that's the end of season marked down. 
Yeah, um, like, do we have to start throwing things on sale when we still have sale the second um, we open? And I kind of want to be like, well, no. And that kind of gets back to this thing where I feel like moving into the seasonless clothing is a really great idea. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that our, so I think so far, most of our buy for the season is pretty fluid in when it's appropriate to be worn. Yeah. Like, we do have some shorts, which yeah. obviously you're not going to wear shorts in the winter. Um, but they are quite lovely, and I would recommend checking them out. I know. Um, I'm surprised people have really been into these shorts. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it's because it's really – I mean, I don't know if we've talked about it in the podcast, but finding pants is really oh, hard. Oh, my God. So hard. Uh, yeah. And we've talked a lot about the ideal short length and fit, and I think that because not everyone wants those, like, the cheeky shorts where your bum cheeks hang out. <laughs> um, and so I think these are, like, a good mix of chic and – conservative at the same time so that a lot of different people can wear them and i mean i also it might be partially aspirational buying because i know certainly in philadelphia right now it has gotten quite cold i think for like april it was warmer in march when this i know so weird it was in the 60s no and now you can't i know it's very sad um but hopefully it'll pick up because I just keep wanting to wear all my pretty dresses which have just been sitting in my closet I'm really excited and so I think maybe that's partially why people are still buying things is like the aspirational of like I'll wear this on my vacation when this is all over or I'll just wear this at home because it makes me feel amazing and I feel beautiful and like I should be on vacation and so I think escapism is really important in this time like not ignoring what's happening but trying to not adjust but trying to think past the next day I think I mean it's funny because I'd say in business trying to focus on the day is important but I think maybe in people's lives try and think about the future because like things are going to happen like this is going to end one day and we'll get to wear our sandals and dresses I'm so pumped in a way it's not different than something I've experienced where Jesse told me for a long time, I needed to stop looking at what was happening on a day-to-day level with my business. Yeah. Instead, I needed to think about things in terms of months and quarters mm-hmm. and years. And it might in a way be similar to what you're saying that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to stay optimistic. You, you want to pay attention to what's happening, but you, it, if it, it will just bog you down and make you so sad. I know. And I mean, maybe I kind of, what happened was I was reading like six different newspapers <laughs> and then I kept reading like a couple of the French newspapers when we got back. And then I slowly have been transitioning to the New York times and the read the U S but I was like reading the news for eight hours straight at not eight hours, maybe like five hours every day. Yeah. And I was just so anxious and that didn't, help me and I think once I finally was like I'm gonna check the news once a day yeah or pay more attention to my local news rather than the national news or what happened yeah. in the city I don't know I'm not saying one coping mechanism is better than another but that's just what started working for me yeah I mean I'll say if you haven't already found out I love podcasts so I just listened to the NPR 15 minute morning update podcast called up first and then I just listen to my normal podcast and some of them are science-based so sometimes they do mention 
things, but it's all fact-based. And I find that very comforting for me personally. And I just keep listening to my other ones, like my crime podcast and stuff. And I'm just trying not to, because it, it will make you very sad to be like, all these plans that we had are now on hold. Like, and it's, it's interesting because I think even when we were in Paris, before this got as big as it has been for us, we were talking about doing summer events and whatnot. And it seemed like such a real feasible idea. And now it's like, it, we'd be crazy to start planning events for the summer because we have no idea when it's going to be acceptable to have like a lot of people in our store or anyone in the store. No, and it, it's interesting for us to maybe even think about like, what will our transition to opening even look like? Will it be just having us be there together, but the store is closed for a little bit? Will it be... Yeah. I just don't know. It's like hard to even think about what that reopening will look like. Yeah. And it's annoying because I was so excited for these summer events that we were starting to think about. I know. <laughs> I didn't them or reach out to anybody yet, but there were like, there was one we had. There was tentative before. conversations. Yeah. And it's just a bummer because that's like, it's, I think it's probably like the fantasizing thing, like thinking about having the door open to the store and having the warm breeze come in and then having beautiful snacks and front displays and having people come in and just talking with everyone and just having such um, a human to human connection in beautiful weather. And I think there's literally nothing better than that. I think it will happen at some point. I hope it'll happen at some point in the early summer so that we can have the ideal weather because Philly gets very, very sticky <laughs> at <laughs> some point. So I think, I think that there's still a good reason to dream but maybe not to start putting concrete plans in place. I mean, I don't think anyone would agree to like, yeah, let's do an event this weekend and start publicizing it because it might have to get pushed and pushed and then not happen. And you don't want to bum people out. But I, I was thinking the other night, little side tangent, like I kind of wanted to like, go to a good concert all of a sudden. Like there was something about yes. that where I'm just, I maybe I go to one or two a year for groups I really like or something, but I was like, wow, that would really scratch an itch at this moment that yeah. I scratched or same as an event or so, something like where you're like, yeah, this music's so good. And something else I think is about like adding to the noise and the panic and how we can help to contribute either to like the calm or the anxiety of the whole situation. I know and you should just like ignore it and just be like business as usual. Cause I think I'm kind of more into that. Cause I think everyone knows what's happening. So I'm not sure what a small business's place is in all of this, I'd say probably don't add to anxiety. Even if you're feeling it, oh, I don't know, that's really hard. Like if you're starting to share something to kind of reevaluate where that will go. Is this that what you mean? Or or just like I, don't, I mean like talk about something like kind of taking a second like like, on what you're saying and seeing if wh where that might go. I mean, I feel like I'm like about like social media. Like I understand this is very scary for a lot of people and everything is very different, but I'm like, is it all like, should you just freak out on social media or is it better to just be like, here's my product, buy my product. Here's the pictures I took by myself in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Where normally I'd have like a big photo shoot or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know if there, I mean, there's no right answer. No, there's but I don't not. Know. It's so tricky because I think when people go one way or the other, even if they're riding the middle line in a way, I feel like there's criticism no matter what you're yeah. doing. It's, there's no making everybody happy because some people would just kind of like to 
business as usual. And some people do want to talk about it. And, and there's probably other aspects of all of this. We're not even aware of like in other industries or like, I, I, I have, I have complicated feelings about that. And just like sharing information in general, these days, I used to like talk a lot and I talk a lot less now because mm-hmm. I'm worried how people are interpret what I say. And I think that I, I forget if we were talking about this a month ago, or something like there's this assumption of judgment in sharing your own feelings yeah. when you're just sharing your own feelings and it's not targeted at anybody specifically it's just observations but they're I don't know I think the fashion industry in general it's always like so focused on judgment and like yeah like snap good. judgment yeah and um, it's that's maybe all because you're like looking at clothes or visuals and you're like I like that I don't like that but I think people need to tone down potentially on making initial judgments about what people mm-hmm. or if you're like having feelings about something maybe just walk away from it for a little bit yeah let it marinate let it marinate season it yeah i don't know i feel like i kind of miss the pretty happy thoughtless instagram of yonder year yesteryear <laughs> of of just like beautiful things and i get it it's hard it's like people i love there are some people I will say this is not on our outline, but there's some people who um, I'm going rogue who are doing. So there's this photographer named Jamie Beck, who we at the shop are big fans of, and I'm kind of a big fangirl of, and she's started a series called isolation creation, which is trying to help people continue to create even in isolation. And there's just some really amazing works being produced by people when normally like they'd want to go outside and shoot in a beautiful park or whatever, but you can't because, you know, you're not supposed to previously go anywhere. And so I think that things like that help with this form of escapism. And so she like will repost all these people who are participating in this like hashtag isolation creation. And I just think it's so beautiful. And um, she also does these posters, which are amazing. You should totally ask Julia about them. Um, (laughs) Um, and it's just, I think that's a beautiful reaction to this whole thing. Yeah, so, no, I think that that's a great point. I mean, I am shooting things now that I would not have shot in mm-hmm. under other circumstances. Like, I've really enjoyed shooting some of the ceramics and playing around with that stuff I used to do more of, but mm-hmm. time doesn't allow for it anymore. And I'd love to do more personal projects, like you mentioned as well, yeah. I think it's hard right now, like to ride that fine line between like, we're a business in the store and we can't really go in certain directions or show opinions or do things like that. And we can do it a little bit, but you can't go too much. And then I'm like, but, or how much do we have to just be professional? It's like, our job is to sell things or can we do this yeah. middle where I'm like, so if I like sat down and was like, I'm going to do this painting or something, I'm not sure like where. I think go for it. You're just like, <laughs> go for it. I mean, I think because, I think it helps that everyone understands that small businesses do have faces behind them. And again, I think we've talked about that before that I love to know who owns the shop. I want to know random facts. I want to see your pet. Like maybe I don't only want to see your pet, but I'm like, I will happily see like a sprinkling of your pet with your amazing, beautiful products and merchandise. But I think that this is like an amazing opportunity to start showing more personality behind stores. Cause it's kind of like, what else are you going to do? You know, like, I mean, because we basically shot all our products. We have some more stuff coming in, but it's like, well, now what? How do we help promote who we are and try and convince people that it's worth their time and effort to support us? And I think humanizing your brand is a really good way of doing that. Being like, hi, if you 
buy from us, like you're directly supporting Julia's family and me, which thank you very much for your assistance, folks. But it's like, I think that it's a really great opportunity to kind of like pull back and be like, turn your idea of like a neighborhood shop into like the internet's idea of a neighborhood shop, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like making things for everyone to see, like they came into your shop or something. Yeah. And like hosting like casual conversations and just, I'd say just more personality. That's what I've been doing lately. I don't know if you notice, I'm just kind of going stream of conscious style of like, who's in my head at the moment? That's what's coming out. I mean, because I think that's that's what differentiates stores from one another. Like you could have the same product, but your point of view is always going to be different hopefully. And so I think that it's a really beautiful way of helping to separate stores from one another where they might just kind of be monotonous on Instagram being like, hi, so I own this store, but I also have a complete passion for For raising chickens, for for raising chickens or like spray paint art or baking bread. Like I will happily watch you bake bread. I don't know why I don't have any flour in my apartment and I never have, which is a thing I discovered the other day, but I'm like, I will happily people cooking I'm like I will watch you cook on Instagram this one designer that I love called Rosia Sulin she's just been doing all these cooking videos and I love it I'm like you're an amazing fashion designer but you're also cooking lunch for your kids and it's really intriguing and interesting I think maybe that's something good to come out of all of this it's just more facet personality yeah I think it's a really good time to have inside contemplation and again i understand this is really hard on everyone probably i think let your weirdness shine oh yeah yeah that let your weirdness shine i know because i've i've been enjoying like elise said jamie beck's photography and it's really fun to watch i mean she it always has been to watch her make things and watch Mm -hmm. her still lives or her self-portraits come together there's such a process involved and we've both been following her for quite a few years and it's like so nice and I kept like wanting one of her artworks and I'm so happy Mm -hmm. she's these posters now and I got two of them I think things like that like Jamie Beck like this is an amazing opportunity for her to make her beautiful art more accessible for your average Joe where her beautiful fine art prints are all very expensive and I mean totally worth the money if you have it but it's a luxury item and now she's making it more accessible for the I'm hoping general public I hope she puts more of her prints online because I'd love to buy one I feel like that I would know be I think they were all sold out when I looked or something but I love yeah. but I love my so I love my two posters and I look forward to framing them or something them when this is all set yeah but like seeing people do things like that, it makes me think like, I don't know, because actually, I don't know about you, Elise, but I feel like I'm working, like, I feel like I worked harder before this, like than any time in my life. And now I feel like it's that like times 10. I feel like yeah, I'm much working every hour I'm up because it's like, I'm also having those agonizing hours where I'm like, am I doing enough? Like, what else should I be doing? What else could I be doing? And I'm not as productive and I should just be like, you know, and I think then, I don't know, was it a, a week ago we decided, you know what, we're just going to work four days a week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I was just getting really stressed out and anxious because it's like, I guess, I guess it comes down to like, we can do about a month and a half of work remotely. Full yeah. time. But then yeah. it, it just what we can do starts to dwindle a little bit. It's entirely dependent on how many orders we get. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, cause I was thinking of that and I was like, I, like why how are we starting to run low on things to do and then you realize that a lot of what we do 
is in the store is like merchandising the store and shooting in the store and shooting like little like we call them filler pictures like little ditties like little cute setups and how now that we're not there we can't do that and so maybe it's just a good time to start kind of re-strategizing and thinking for the future um And just yeah. to clarify, because I know each state is different and I don't, I know this is kind of backtracking to when we got at the beginning, but just so people are clear, like we are allowed to ship things right now. Oh yeah. Through the city of Philadelphia. That is a thing you are allowed to go to the post. We're not even going to the post office. We're having things picked no. up. But like on our own, we're like fine going into the store. We just like can't be there together. I just don't yeah. want to listen here thinking oh they're going and they're doing this like they should know that anyway no. side note. yeah yeah no so we're we're like following all the rules as one does but I think that it's a really an interesting time as I've said a hundred times but I think that you know try and do the things you want to do in your house like I have reorganized my apartment so many times oh I have to see I can't wait to see you yeah I know because there are things I've been thinking about doing and now I want to take all my art off the walls and start moving everything around. And that's like, I think that's a good thing. Or maybe it's just like my energy from moving the store around is now like coming back to life and moving my apartment around. Yes. The need to move things is very real. I know. And the need to like realize that we don't have any furniture in my house. That's another thing. So Julia just realized that. They've been there, what, for almost a year? My family and friends chagrin. I'm, like, really a, a minimalist. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, minimalist to, like, she didn't have a couch for, like, the first, like, five months they lived there. I know. The reason I finally ended up getting a couch was because my mom was going to stay here and watch the dog for a week. And she's like, I can't stay in your house without a couch. <laughs> so, I mean, I think... That I mean, I think maybe it's just like being in your house for all these hours where you never like you wouldn't be normally. It kind of helps you dream and think about what it could be and like notice be like, oh, my God, the light in this corner is so good at this time. Like I need a chair for reading or something. That's like it's interesting because like you buy a house, you pay your mortgage, you pay your rent and you don't spend that much time in your space. No, it's like like the beautiful hours. Yeah. I mean, it's like I should feel well, blessed isn't the right word because I'm not religious, but privileged. I I have this time to spend at home and enjoy a house that I really wish I had more time in. So I now you get it. it. (laughs) And I should probably stop being anxious about what the future holds for our business and just paint the house because yeah do what sparks joy recondo your life not your house your life be like painting my walls white so that they aren't this gross beige color covered yeah. in smoke damage we are shooting in my house in this one room and i wish i could show everyone a before picture of what this room looked like before we worked on it a lot, which is a crazy difference. Um, we bought a house finally after like a five-year saga of trying to buy a house and being outbid and everything. Anyway, we have this house and needs a lot of work. And the whole house was pretty much cigarette stained in every room because there was mm-hmm. a smoker lady professor here and every wall was like band-aid colored plus with like gray 
smears. Like smears and smoke. It was just really bad. And now there's still like three rooms that look like that. But, and then we also had the floor, we, the floor sanded when we moved in. Anyway, that's a whole other thing, but. But now you get to appreciate all that effort. That exactly. But it's like, I never would have probably done that if we weren't here, so. Yeah, I mean, it's also interesting because now it's like shaking up how our web, sh- our blah, 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 web shop merchandises because now it's a different setting than it has been for the past three years like it's not shot in the front of the shop and like that drives me crazy like because I'm, I'm I guess, does that not mean I'm a type a personality like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like I want my 10 foot tall windows and my peg rack but yeah. just it's a good time to just think about things I yeah. think the other thing I wanted to bring out and it's kind of on your list but or more under where you wrote bad timing with all the shipments coming in and coming out is like the effect of all of this kind of on the entire industry and Mm -hmm. also hearing how much this is really hurting vendors and brands right now refusing shipments and it's like it's so hard for everyone in this situation and it's sad to think about all this inventory that's being refused by both large and small stores alike that will just mm-hmm. never get to see the light of day. Or maybe if it does, it won't be the way it was intended. Or It's, it's, it's a lot more than just us. It's like us and then our vendors and then our vendors, vendors, and then vendors, that, vendors, vendors. Like, cause it all depends on the terms that people have set up within their supply chain. So it's possible mm-hmm. to address that by the time it gets to the person who buys it, like the factory workers might still not have been paid yet. Yeah. This long chain, even though that was maybe six months ago or eight months ago, the production started. It's a whole big, whole big to do. Yeah. Lots, lots to think on. It's a lot to think on. I'm going to be optimistic. Yeah. Sorry. I keep like, I'm not used to doing this anymore. I keep like interjecting thoughts after we talked about it 10 or 15 minutes ago. Yeah, we'll get better at it again. It's, it's Hopefully better. in person at some point. I know. It's because I can't see your face. That's why. My beautiful shining face. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a lot to think about as per usual. And we would love to hear how you guys are dealing with this and like if you have opinions and if you guys are doing isolation creations because I should start doing them but I'm not but I should start same with Julia I don't know I guess if you guys have anything to say or any ideas or any good podcasts movies tv shows books Julia and I have been like on a competition to see who can watch the most (laughs) rom-coms so if you have any suggestions we would greatly appreciate them yeah I've been watching all of these are recommendations from pretty much Elise or Sam and let's see I've watched a lot of rom-com movies and then I've really been enjoying what is this Zoe's Extraordinary Extraordinary Playlist it's It's so so good so weird and cute yeah it's on CBC NBC NBC and Hulu I think we should just link our favorite distractions in our show notes. Yeah, actually that's a good idea. Well, this is just great because it's like, even if you are the kind of person who are like, I don't know about musicals or people starting to sing and dance, like this might change your mind about that. Cause that's the whole point. It's so good. Yeah, you should yeah, I like to give I'd like to give my best friend Rosa a shout out for, well actually her boyfriend for telling me to watch it, but it's so good. I actually watched it twice already. 
Don't we tell watched it twice already. Oh, that's so <laughs> well, I watched it once while I was cleaning, so I just heard it. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's a really good feel-good show. And hopefully they've already recorded all of the episodes so that they can just keep coming out. And it's not like they're like a few weeks ahead in filming and they had to stop because that would be so sad. No, I watched a new one last night. I don't know if that... I think yes. One. Yeah, they had a break for Easter weekend, but they just had a new one. But we'll link it because it's so good. And I guess we'll link our other favorite things that we've been listening to and watching yeah um, i did watch tiger king because mo- and a lot of people told oh me yeah that. i don't and know was, I, like I didn't like it. it i watched it but i didn't like it <laughs> i have this feeling about it more, more just like amazing how are these people real <laughs> how is this real that's like the, the feeling i left with so we'll add our favorite things you can also suggest your favorite things you can email us at info at ren which is r-e-n-n-e-s dot u-s or i guess you can dm the podcast instagram which i think is just tomorrow will be great i think someone sent us a message on podbean which is where we're posted and i still haven't been able to read the whole comment it tells me i have to go on the app and then i'm like what app i don't have an app oh maybe i have to figure it out maybe you can yeah left us a comment but we can't read it because we're stupid (laughs) yeah apparently so the instagram for the podcast is tomorrow will be great we'll have that tagged in the show notes we'll have our store tagged in the show we'll have everything tagged in the show notes it'll be a great show note tagging party we thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it it gives us warm fuzzies when we see how many people have listened yeah and so let us know if you have any topics you want us to talk about we pretty much will talk about anything ever <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, if you have any things you want us to talk about, I, uh, Julia was saying someone wanted to know about photography, and we'll talk about that in the future. Yeah, just anything. We'd love to hear from you guys. And I think that's that's about it for, for yeah. now, right? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you were going to rate us, please leave a comment with the rating so we know what you're what you're talking about and we love all of you guys and we wish you a really good day in this really weird time and thank you so much for tuning in yeah have a good day Bye. bye